Welcome to the I Am Healing Strong podcast, part of the Healing Strong organization. I'm Jim Mann, along with Allie Powell. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for letting me be with you. Yeah, I am letting you, aren't I? Yeah, you're so kind. (laughs) Well, I had a recent trip to Nashville, Tennessee, without you. Did they let you in? Well, I I went at night. (laughs) No one knew you were stealthy like that. They weren't looking. But uh, yeah, I got to sit down with a few folks. One of them is Tim Timmons. Wow, I know. And pretty impressive, his story. He's mm-hmm. been through quite a bit. Yes, he actually let me in his house. I know. Well, you know, you do know him from your radio days. Well, yeah, and he still let me in his house. And you've jammed with him a few times? Well, <laughs> yeah, right? a few times. We've recorded a couple albums. but I think uh, he thinks you're pretty cool. Well, yeah, he does. And uh, I had trouble getting out of there. <laughs> Signing, I had to sign everything, all his guitars. Sign a bunch of autographs and play some bass with him. Actually, he has a studio, really nice studio, because he has his own podcast called 10,000 Minutes. He didn't ask me to be on there, but that's okay, it's coming. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Well, let me know, it's in the mail, right? Yeah, it is in the mail. But I got to sit down with him, and uh, we talked about his journey with cancer. I talked a little bit about mine, too, but it wasn't about me. It's about Tim. He really does have an impressive story and really an impressive way of looking at it. Yes. When you listen to him, but um, just captivating. Yeah. Here he is. Timothy Howard Timmons Strong. Does that sound like you're in trouble? That's a great intro. Just give him my whole God-given <laughs> Christian name. That's perfect. Yes. That's okay. Mine's James Earl, man. Strong. People made fun of that all the time, the so, Earl, but Howard, that's a good one. Howard's good. Yeah, I mean, Tim Timmons, most people just think that's a fake name. But it's real. Kids, yeah. Yeah. Kids can't really call me Tim or Mr. Timmons. It's always Tim Timmons. Tim Tim. Tim Timmons. That's just so. Yeah. Kids really keep me humble. That's true. No one ever calls me Jim. I'm just Jim Man because it's just so yes. short. Yes. Give us a little background. I mean, you're obviously in music. Yep. You've been in it for a year. <laughs> yeah, I've been in it for a few years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of came to this late. So I was a worship leader out in California. I'm at a church out there called Mariner's Church and for about 15 years. And it was such a great season of my life. And we left there for a few different reasons. And as we did, I think I kind of met God. (laughs) How's that for a pastor? After church or during? Uh, Yeah, exactly. I I had just been working for God for so many years and I was exhausted. So I was doing it on your own, basically. Yeah, I mean, not you know, not trying to, not doing anything, yeah. you know, lame in that way. I just think I'm, I was, I just worked for him. It was like, okay, God, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll try to evangelize, I'll try to write songs for you, and I was just done. So I quit working for God about ten years ago, and ten or eleven years ago, and I just said, I'm just gonna walk with you. So, um, <laughs> let's just whatever. If you're doing something cool and I get to join in, I'm in. And at that point, I just started writing some different songs, and I did a Kickstarter, and then all the labels in Nashville started calling and saying, hey, Tim, you want to be on a label? I'm like, I'm an old man. Why are you calling me? So that was really the start of my you know, music career was 10 or 11 years ago. Now, you grew up in, in California? Yep. Yep. My whole life was in wow. Southern Orange County. Yep. And you got a big family, small family? Uh well, I've got three. I've got two sisters, and then I've got four kids and a wife, and we're married twenty-four years. Oh wow! Yeah, you are old. Yes, I'm totally old. 
Yeah. Yet I soar above you, so yeah. I don't. Worry. I'm 32, so it's a it's a good age. It's a good ripe age. <laughs> That's right. Of course, right now you do mostly songwriting and touring with your own music, and you yes. just came up with a new album. I did. I yeah. did. It's called Here. Yeah, it's a live album, right? So it there's it's a it's a studio record, and then I did a live record on top of that. Just it's I these songs that I write, they're more prayers. So through my journey with cancer, or my journey with so many of just the hard things in life. I found that I, you know, we have so many songs that we sing on Sunday morning, if you will, or wherever the church gathers. But I wanted to write these. I don't. I just don't call them songs. I call them prayers. So it's a prayer that I have to pray all week long. So that's really what this was for. So it, it felt more appropriate for me to sing these and pray these with a group of people. So yeah. that was a live record. It's really. It's a great record. And it just came out uh, not too long ago. Yeah, I have listened to the whole thing. It's wonderful. Nice. Yes, Thank not you. too bad. I'm, I'm a little upset I wasn't on the album. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, we called. It's in the mail. I think the, the oh yeah yeah the invitations in the mail. It got okay COVID. You know, because we're actually sitting in Tim's studio right now. Yeah, and uh, I was here. I brought my bass and everything. But... <laughs> yes, I thought it was a little weird when he brought his bass. I'm like, man, aren't we doing an interview? Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just knew I was a little different, so yeah. you just you know, that's good. So, who are some of the? Uh, I know your name is on a lot of songs that we listen to on the radio. Yeah. Uh, what are some recent ones? I'm just nosy. Yeah, I mean, I think that one of my favorite songs, prayers I've ever written, um, I wrote about six years ago, and my label didn't want it. They said it's not that good, and I'm like, guys, it's really good. <laughs> like, it's it. This is a really powerful prayer for me. Like, I I think it hits me and it'll hit other people, and so it, we didn't use it. And I just had this sense that it was for one of my best friends. And he happens to be a singer that has also had a movie made after his life, you know, that I can only imagine little thing movie. I think I've heard of that. Whatever on that, you know. And uh, Bart's one of my best friends, but I'm not going to go to Bart and go, hey, man, I got a song that I think you should do. It's just I don't want to mix that kind of business and friendship. It's like we're friends. I don't care about what he can do for me. So he was in this room and we, uh, he just, he was started crying and he was talking about a son with diabetes and just going through some hard stuff. And he said the chorus of this song verbatim. I mean, it was crazy. And I remember just going, Hey, at the end I said, man, if this is just for us in this moment, can I just play this, this song, just this chorus? Cause I think, I don't know, you just said it. So, you know, whatever. So I ended up playing the song and we ended up rewriting the song, and it's called "Even If." So it's a song that um, nice song. is just yeah, it's a beautiful prayer. And so every night he says, "This is for anyone who's had a bad day or having a bad day," you know. And it really is. It's 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 even if God doesn't heal me, my hope is Him alone, God alone. Um, and it's less about the even if part, actually. It's more about the hope. Um, and I think even in my life, I've always thought that hope was what God can do for me. Right. You know, I hope he'll heal me. I hope he'll do this. He'll get me this job. He will do this, X, Y, Z. But biblical hope is more about just God as hope in the middle of it all. So that's what that song is. That's probably the most well-known one that I've written. Now, lots of people, I love that song, by the way. Thank you. Um, lots of people are not really privy to the fact that you have been battling cancer for a while because that's not yeah. your story as i've heard you say yeah 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 it's just part of your life yeah but uh when when did that start yeah thank you and i, I say i appreciate you saying that so people always ask me to tell my story and i say 
I, you probably mean cancer, but that's not my story. Like whoever's listening to this right now, if cancer is part of your journey, that's just not who you are. That's not your story. Um, my story for me, the way that I see it is seeing God at work in the midst of my stuff, in the midst of this journey. So yeah, I was given uh, five years to live 21 years ago. So it's um, it's an incurable. It. I totally did. I I I'm I've lived way past that, um, and yeah, it, it there are tumors still in my liver today that they say are wearing out my heart, um, but I keep waking up. Just every day, I write this little X on my wrist because I got up again today. So it, it's it's one of those things. It, the gift is perspective. I wrote a blog called "The Gift of Perspective" or "The Gift of Cancer." I said. And which just sounds like a terrible, asinine thing to say, yeah. but it really is perspective. We woke up again today. You've had your own journey, right. a few journeys in this, mm-hmm. and whoever's listening, whether you are in the midst of a journey with cancer or divorce or just kids are going haywire or whatever it is, losing a job, um, there's a gift of perspective there. And Jesus, I think, was so wise when he said, so just don't worry about tomorrow. Don't don't give your attention solely to tomorrow. Just deal with the things that are in front of you today. So I'm just trying to give my attention to Jesus in the midst of today. So when, and I, and I know what you totally mean, that cancer is not who you are, because yeah. I even forget I had cancer sometimes. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, some people ask me about it. They always, and they always do it in, in a whisper. How are you feeling? Right. It's like, what? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm here. I'm feeling fine. Yeah. But uh, when you first got diagnosed, it was like your life right then, wasn't it? Yes, when you get yes, smacked in the face, like, yes. oh, it's like you're just showing the back door of your life. Like, oh, this is it. Totally. Is that how you felt? Or? Yeah. I, I mean, I was 20, 22 or 23, something more, somewhere in there. And yeah, that was that was such a crazy season. I, I love when people call me and say, or see me at a show and say, man, I was just diagnosed. I don't love that part, but I love being able to talk to them and talk them through some of that stuff. Cause there's so much to learn about what you feel like you have to manage everybody else's expectations and their emotions. And there's just so much there that I think the experience that I've had or you've had, we get to then walk with other people in the midst of that. Right. Oh, totally. Um, I remember when I got my diagnosis and of course, they didn't tell me at the time, but I had a month to live, Yeah, according to them. And Google said I wouldn't be here that time next year. So, you know, I'm thinking about all these videos I got to make for my kids. I got four kids also. Totally. I'm like, oh, none of them are married. I got to, you know, yeah. talk about their wedding yeah. or graduation, uh, whatever it is. Right. I said, man, I hate videos. <laughs> I got to comb my hair and everything. Yes. So, but then that did consume my thoughts, yeah. obviously. And, yeah. and there was fear and I... I just lost it once. I mean, I cried like a little oh, baby yeah, in my yeah. Jeep with, with uh, tinted windows, thank yeah. God. Good for you. Well done. And then after that, you know, it was like no big deal. Huh. And uh, when I, I was in radio, so I got a lot of feedback. You know, half a million listeners were like calling, not all right. of them, obviously. Yeah. There were some who didn't, so I'm a little concerned yeah. about that. But lots of people called, and I thought, man, this it totally changed my perspective. Yeah. And God was like telling me, hey, you are important, you're not more important than others or less important yeah. than others, but you know, I have a purpose for you and apparently he's not done. Yeah. Cause it's been five years. My, 
Yeah, we got up again today. Yeah, I gotta start putting that X on my my wrist. I yeah, yeah. Well, I I, I use Sharpie, <laughs> oh. and so I had a doctor. I said, "Hey, man, um, just shoot straight with me. Am I gonna get some other kind of cancer from doing this?" <laughs> and he, he literally he said it was he was so quick. He said, "Well, have you ever heard of Sharpieitis?" And at first, I'm like, "Oh no, oh you, you know, just he totally got me." So if that does it, it the perspective, I'll take whatever that gives me. Yeah, the perspective is such a gift. Yeah. Now, now, when that happened, did your perspective change? Like, you know, I've used this illustration before where life before cancer was like in black and white compared to how it is after cancer. Because, you know, everybody, you know, could die today. Right. But, <laughs> right. But when you're told you have cancer, you realize the reality of it. Yeah. And so everything becomes more vivid. Totally. And you do things more intentionally. Has totally. that changed your life since oh, your completely. diagnosis? completely. I mean, I, this is such a crazy thing to say as well, but I wouldn't trade my experience with this for anything in the world. Yeah. I just wouldn't. I mean, I, I would not be the man that I am today, not that I'm this awesome thing, but I think I've got a joy today that I don't know if I would have had without calamity and sorrow. I was, I was teaching... Um, uh, for my community and, and there were a bunch of families all in there and I don't know you guys just love me through this next phrase but I just got fascinated about manure <laughs> and I I started thinking about manure and I just looked it up because I was thinking gosh manure happens in life you know I mean it just does and yeah. I looked up manure and manure the definition says it is the agent that softens hardened soil and I was talking about the four soils of the heart that Jesus talks about. And I was thinking, huh, if manure, the stuff of life, right, the stuff that hits the fan, if you will, in life, <laughs> the manure happens, if that actually, when that happens, it can either be this thing that just smells terrible or it can be the thing that also fertilizes the ground of our heart, the soil of our heart, that actually beautiful things grow out of it. I mean, that's where beautiful things grow is where manure is laid, right? And so it, I was like, oh, gosh, that's powerful. And that's really John 15, as he's talking about the vine and the branches a lot, is is just out of these hard things, beautiful things can grow. So I've kind of stopped. Um, I'm not inviting or asking God to give me calamity or sad things in my life, but I'm trying to welcome them in a different way, saying, okay, Jesus, there's more to be seen here. So what what can I what do I get to learn in this? Even if it's hard and I need to cry and all those things, manure happens, but it grows beautiful things. Yeah, I've never really. I know, I know. It's it's so ridiculous. I'm actually I'm ri- I'm writing a book. Uh, I'm in the middle of writing a book called Sorry Not Sorry, and I'm I using that example. Yeah. But yeah, you know, and mushrooms grow out of manure, and they're very cancer fighting. Come on, piece of food yeah. there. It it is just really interesting when you start to think through how things grow, yeah. and I would not be the person I am. You would not be the person that you are today. You would not see the color that you see today. Whoever's listening, you would not be seeing the things that you're seeing today. I'm in in no way am I saying cancer is great and what a great gift, and this is a perfect thing. Let's celebrate this. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that God is at work in these things, and there's just a different awareness in life that we can have. Uh, if we choose to, and if we don't some days, okay, no shame in that. Just right. embrace it, cry, be mad. God's big enough to handle our stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously we don't wish cancer on anybody. No. 
But you're going to go through a valley of some kind. Yeah. If, if you haven't already, if you're not in one right now. Yeah, right. And it seems like you're in valley after valley after yeah. valley sometimes. Yep. Like in the past six years, I've I've not seen a mountaintop yeah. for a while. Uh. But you do, after a while anyway, you feel the roots, how far down they've gone and how yeah. the next valley doesn't shake you as much. And sometimes I even forget I'm in the valley because I'm like, uh. oh, that's right. My life is not real fun right now, but. I got the joy of the Lord in me. Yeah. And it gives you, again, a different perspective. Yeah. My newest single, actually, it's called This Is The Day. And in the bridge, I, I when I sing this live, I stop the bridge in this part and just try to let the lyrics just sit how deep this is. That um, I sing for joy, joy, joy in the valley where it grows. You just stop and think, oh, gosh. I sing for joy in the valley where it grows. I mean, that's really where things are growing is in those places. And again, this is not saying, man, let's let's have more calamity. Wait a week, it's coming, you know? Yeah. But it's how we handle those moments and what we're looking at, where our attention is in those moments that really seems to matter. Right. If you If you don't have valleys in your life, that means you have died and gone to heaven. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. There's no valleys there. Yeah. But uh, until then, yeah, that's how, unfortunately, and that's the way God designed it, um, that we do grow in the valleys. He doesn't bring the valleys, but he yeah. allows them to happen. To to somebody who is listening right now, and they just got that diagnosis, and they're in that stage where you know life is at a standstill, and they think it's over, and you look back and you think, wow, what have I done with my life? I've yeah. wasted so many moments, and... What would you say to them that will help them get a perspective on that? Gosh, the same thing I say to myself every morning when I write this X on my wrist. You woke up today. This is a new day. This is the day, God, that you've made. I mean, back to that song um, that I wrote. My, my single is This Is The Day, and it's actually out of Psalm 118. And the beginning and the end of Psalm 118 are just a mess. I mean, it sounds like this happy-go-lucky song that we should really be excited to go sing with kids and this is the day that you have made, you know, but it was in a terrible, terrible time of calamity, sorrow, war, all the things. And I guess it just, the gift is the past is the past. We, you know, there are consequences and all those things that, that I deal with, with my own decisions or whatever that I've done or not done. But I woke up today and Jesus, what do you have for me today? So my life is, since I stopped working for Jesus, my aim is just to join him in whatever he's doing. So he's making things new. He's bringing things that I've blown um, and maybe making beautiful things out of them. So for me, it'd be, let's just celebrate joining Jesus today. Yeah. And it wasn't like that before cancer, was it? Um, I think... That would be the good Christian thing to say before that. <laughs> yeah. But then it was like, oh, and not an urgency as in, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. That kind of urgency right. of just saying, oh, okay, I woke up today. This is going to be the gift that I'm going to celebrate. And if I get up again tomorrow, let's celebrate again. Um, I mean, I, people always have me send their friends uh, an encouragement or a video encouragement, you know, right. that are going, that just found out about cancer or something. And I wish I had great things to say that were really going to help them. And I'm, I always feel like maybe I, sh I should have something better. But really what I end up saying every time is, for me, it's just celebrating today. Right. 
we woke up today. And if I get to join Jesus in what he's doing, and I have just a different set of eyes today, oh my gosh. It just makes, if this is my last day, it makes it beautiful. And that's a, that's the mindset everyone should have with or without cancer, because that's true. You don't know if you're going to yeah. last this day. Yeah. I mean, think of all the times that I've almost, you've almost gotten a car crash, and you just, you all of a sudden stop and you go, oh my gosh, I almost just died. And you just think of all the things you're thankful for in that moment. And then about five minutes later, somebody calls and you're already thinking about something else. I think yeah. with this cancer stuff, it's this daily reminder for me. And it's part of my ex too is on my wrist. It's just this daily reminder of, okay, you got, you got today. Today is the gift. Let's mm. just join Jesus in this day. Yeah. One thing I think is very important and it's something I am naturally that way. My personality, I would like to think it's because I'm just that close to Jesus. Yeah. 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 But I'm a happy-go-lucky kind of guy yeah. anyway, and I see the glass half full yeah. all the time. I think everything's going to be fine. The grown-ups are going to take care of it. Right. I've always thought that. It's really embarrassing. But I, I think you're kind of also an up kind of guy, or is yeah, or is that true? Yeah, that's true. Okay. I would say it's totally true. <laughs> um, I think there's been a real, um, hopefully a deepening of that mm-hmm. that is less just pie in the sky, but... Um, I think this has helped even even that that yeah. I can go to deeper places than I would have been able to before. You just don't take life as seriously as far as problems and stuff are concerned. Oh gosh, I, I still do. I mean, there are different ones. I think cancer. I've I've done a lot of work with resigning and leaving the outcome up to God and saying, right. okay, I I can't do much here. I eat healthy, I work out, um, I pray, and I see a doctor. You know, I mean, I yeah. we're just like, okay, let's. This is all I can hold. Um, so I'm going to leave the outcomes up to God and life. But there are other little things that happen in life as a dad, being a dad to little kids and yeah. husband, and you know, my career that I sometimes like st- start taking them too serious. You know, right. like I start putting my attention on those things when everybody else around me would say, "Isn't cancer the thing you should really be most scared about?" And it just shifts and where I put my attention. And so one of the practices that we do with my thing that I'm most into, it's called 10,000 minutes is that we put Jesus principles into practice every week. And one of the practices that we do all the time is during my day, the the thing that I do have is I have breathing. I get to breathe every day. So I'm real thankful for that. You're good at that. Thank you. I'm pretty good at it. And so in my breathing and whoever's listening, you can breathe too. And what I do is I just breathe in Jesus and I breathe out, you have my attention. Breathe in Jesus, you have my attention. And that that just is refocusing and reshaping my heart. I actually think prayer is just focusing and refocusing. and um, It's like aligning and realigning my heart to the heart of God all day long. That's what I really see prayer as. So, you know, I, I pray to Jesus, and whoever's listening may pray pray in some other way but there's just there's actual physiological stuff that happens as we breathe and control our breathing that's just beautiful i think it's god designed yeah yeah when i when i refer to having a an upbeat happy-go-lucky kind of personality that um translates into our lives as in you know not concentrating on the problems not getting all down because your your body reacts to what you tell it i know that sounds kind of weird to some people but i mean it's just your attitude where you think, oh, when, when you're diagnosed, like, you know, you have a month to live or yeah. six months, 
you start thinking about that and your body starts saying, oh, I got six months, got to start yep. shutting down. But yep. when you uh, think, you know, that's that's not who I am. God is in control of this. So I'm going to live each day Yeah. when I wake up. Yeah. If I wake up in heaven, that's even better. Yeah. But your attitude has a whole lot to do with it. And I never thought about that because I am just kind of a, a simpleton, as I yeah. always say, uh, which has helped me. But I had somebody uh, on the radio call in, and he said, you know, I, I used to be uh, really down on myself because I had six months to live, mm-hmm. and I was just kind of giving up. And then I then I heard uh, Jim, and I don't like to speak of myself yeah. in third person, yeah, yeah, but he yeah. was telling somebody else, you know, here, he just kind of jokes about his cancer, and he acts like nothing's wrong. He goes, so it encouraged me to be positive and you know, I've kind of blown past that six months, and and I'm doing better, and yeah. tumors are shrinking. And not that that's you know, hey, don't worry about it, just be happy, and right. cancer will go away. But but you know, it's about fo- not focusing on your problems, no matter what they are, whether it's cancer or you know, you have marriage issues yeah. or whatever. You know, just focus on God, and it seems like everything will just kind of come into place when you put Him first. Yeah, yeah, I, I, heard I, I totally, I totally agree that there's there are powerful things that happen in our minds. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the mind is an actual gift from God. It sounds like you know people would think this is some new age thing, but it's actually a gift from God. Our minds, His design, we're, we're, right? We're designed to work with our bodies. You know, I lo- know a lot of people who aren't here anymore that were really positive and right. believed and all those things too. So it's not this like cure all, but it definitely makes there's something there that that Western medicine does not understand yet. And I don't know what that is yet, but there's something there. There's so much there, actually. But Yeah. So, Tim, in closing, what do you see coming down the road? I know you live each day at a time, but like five years down the road, if God allows you to wake up every yeah. every uh, morning yeah. on this side of heaven, yeah. where, where do you see things uh, going with your ministry or with your life? Oh, gosh. So five years down the road... Well, I think the thing I lo- I'm doing a podcast every week um, with a few great artists and with artists and speakers and authors and um, so we're that's been one of my favorite things we're doing recently. Besides music that I'm doing is it's called Ten Thousand Minutes dot com and the podcast is called the Ten Thousand Minute Experiment. So that's been really fun to to learn through. We're just learning through how do we practice joining Jesus as a collective group yeah um musically i'm just going to keep writing prayers because that's what i love to do and i are prayers that i need so if you guys want to check out some of that music just go to tim timmons anywhere and you'll hear the prayers that i get to write and hopefully you can pray them with me um and i just yeah i i keep trying to learn how to be a dad that you know i know my kids are going to be in therapy at some point you know that's just how it works but I'm trying to because, minimize because you're their dad. <laughs> because of course, of course, <laughs> as great of a dad as anybody could be, it's like they're still going to have things that yeah. they just are going. Ah, oh, I was hurt by this. So I just I want to I want to keep being a better dad and a better husband in the next five years. And if I can nail that as good as I can, that I'm I'm doing pretty well. Obviously, you don't want to go before your time, and you got young kids yes. and a wife, and yeah. obviously, you don't want to leave all that. You want to see that, yeah. But um, since the cancer thing, do you like see death as something not to fear at all? Something that you almost look forward to besides Uh, the fact of leaving? Yeah, I surely don't look forward to it. Right. Um, 
and maybe I should in some like holy way. I just don't. I I think I'm. Yeah, I want to be there for my kids. Right. I mean, if you want to get me crying, we can start talking about my kids and oh, no. seeing them as we. I you get know, nervous. No, I mean you just you get it. It's that. Yeah. I want to watch them, like you said, I want to watch them get married. I want to see them, you know, all that stuff. And I just found that I was future tripping so much in my heart. Mm -hmm. I was literally going places that God is not. And I want to stay in the present moment with, in the presence of God. And so it was just became this thing of like, I, okay, I can future trip and that's fine. If I need to go there and I need to cry a bit, that's fine. No shame attached to that. But I don't want to live in those places. And right. so I've tried to live um, going, this is my hope for my work and for my ministry and for my life. And leaving the outcome up to him has been such a gift. So that just that's why I joined him today. Right. Well, I like where you are. Yeah. You've grown up so much. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. So if people want to uh, find out more about you, just go to your website. Uh, they can go to Tim Timmons Music. TimTimmonsMusic.com or 10,000Minutes.com. All right. Well, thank you, Tim, for joining. Yeah. And thanks for opening up your studio. You're welcome. All right. Let's play some bass. Where I go, I go with you. I won't be afraid. This my hope come what may. Where I go, I go with you. Where I go, I go. What a story he has. Although he wouldn't say it's his story, right? Exactly. It's It's part of his story. journey. Yes, yes. It's not, people try to say, you know, how you doing? And they just talk about cancer, but you know. Right. That's just part of his story. That's just part of it. Right. Just like mine. That's just the journey he's on in the moment. Exactly. Just like you. Yes, yes. He was very impressive. And uh, his studio is very impressive too. I like that part. Of course. Of course you do. <laughs> He's got a lot of stories about that studio, different people that were in there. And, of course, he does his podcast there. So he, he knows a lot of uh, great stories. I'm going to have to get some more people from him. Well, didn't you say that you were sitting in the same seat that Bart was sitting in when he heard the song? Not at the same time. At the same time? Oh, was just sitting in his lap. <laughs> well, I didn't know. Yeah, that's where, where he, uh, he shared that song with Bart Miller of Mercy Me. And it became a big hit. Yeah, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a great song. And so I sat there for a while waiting for a song to come my way. Your way. And he didn't really offer anything. Oh, so. I left. You- <laughs> How long up. did you sit there, Jim? About an hour and a half. <laughs> then I realized he, he went upstairs. <laughs> Maybe it's time for me to leave. I should probably go now. <laughs> yes. So. Did you see yourself out? <laughs> yes, I did. He probably still doesn't know I'm going. <laughs> You've been listening to the I Am Healing Strong podcast. Every week we bring you stories of hope from people who are facing life-altering challenges and finding out that God has a plan for your life no matter what you're facing. It's all a part of a Healing Strong organization. To find out more about Healing Strong, go to their website at healingstrong.org.